I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, guys, it's the Nobody Cares podcast. I'm Auntie Donahue, who is the host and whose voice is in your ears right now. And there's not really much you can do about it other than delete this episode, I guess. But don't, because this week we have a really good friend of mine. She is a writer. She's a person. She is super funny, super smart. She makes me feel like I'm not going to spiral out of control when I'm trying to do my job. Her name is Sachi Cool, whose book, One Day We'll All Be Dead and None of This Will Matter, is one of my favorite books probably ever, actually. And it's funny is that she'll hate this intro so much. I do hate it. Oh, she's even getting in on it. Yeah, despite I don't it. like it. No, she hates it. So yeah. this is like, if you like this dynamic, you'll love the upcoming episode in which we talk about Vanderpump Rules, a show I have never seen, but a show Sachi loves. So without further ado... Sachi Cool, episode three. Nobody cares except for me. Hi. Did I cut you off in your intro? I wasn't sure I don't if care. it was supposed to be static. Nobody cares. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Nobody, <laughs> cares. nobody cares. I get it. Get it again. Okay. No, it's good. We're good. Great. Okay. I've never seen the show and thought forever that when, like, I've seen a couple people insta story it. Yeah. I've always assumed it's Real Housewives. It kind of is. Okay, why don't you give the gist of what this is? Because maybe there are people like me out there who are like, help. Totes. Thanks. Allow me. Okay, please. Vanderpump Rules is a show about a uh, grouping of restaurants and bars and lounges in West Hollywood owned by a woman named Lisa Vanderpump. Oh. Who is a Real Housewife. Okay. So she is one of the original Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and is still on that show. Okay. Um, so then I think what happened was Andy Cohen, who is right. obviously the devil, second only to Kris Jenner. In oh, that, in terms of power. Correct. Yes. Like he is Satan and I respect him. Yeah. And I hope to acquire his power at some point. You're on your way. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. 100%. Um, I guess like they had this conversation about all these restaurants that she owns and how all these people are just they're they're the worst people. They're the shittiest human beings. Like are they bad? Like what makes them bad? Is it like Paris Hilton in the simple life not knowing like Walmart is or is it like bad people? Well, they're not rich. So I don't even think that that even. Oh, they're not rich. No, they are. So this is the thing, because all the people that you follow at the restaurant, they're waitresses and waiters. They're bus. They're like like, busers. Yeah. They're just like normal people. They're bartenders like they just work at this restaurant. Oh, but they're all just the worst. Oh. The worst. Like, okay, now, again, getting into the specificities. That's my word for the day. Did uh, you get one of those word of the day calendars? I, no, I make my own in my head okay. on my way in places yeah. in my car. Specificity is a very big word. I'm proud of myself. Thank you. You know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. What can I say? <laughs> I'm an academic. Um, 
Okay, now are we talking like you know how Geordie Shore and Jersey Shore are like they're the worst because they're yeah. is this that kind of caliber? This is unparalleled garbage. Wow. Yeah, I honestly big... couldn't. I I feel like it's unfair to compare it to anything because it is the worst show in the world that everyone should be watching. Okay, it's excellent. All right, so I mean, how did you get? How many seasons? When did you get hooked? Why do you? Why does it compel you? It's on season six. Really? And I binge-watched all of it in about two and a half weeks, which wow. made me violently ill. Did you get ill for real? Yes. It, I got a migraine, which oh, I never get. Okay. It lasted three days, and I vomited all weekend. <gasps> oh, my God. And I strongly think that it was because I was watching these terrible people, and it was making me sick. You had to process it somehow. They're not. They're out. bad people. Like, so, I mean, like, the show is sort of, I guess, it, you know, it's morphed over the years, but it started with, you know, there was this, there's one woman named Stassi. Oh. Yeah. She She's like in her mid twenties. She's a waitress, and she's dating Jax, who's always cheating on her, and he's a nightmare. Is it spelled with an X? J A X. Absolutely. Yes. And his real name is Jason, of course. Of course. But he goes by Jax. With a Y, I'm sure. No, it's actually just Jason. Oh, even better. Yeah. He's trying to be interesting. So then him and Stassi break up because he's always cheating on her. But then he also slept with Katie, who was Stassi's friend, and Katie. Oh, that's not right. Kristen. See. There's Every, a, this yeah. is very Laguna Beach. She's there's a one. lot of white women with very with very like you know European names. I guess so. Stassi sounds a little Eastern Europe. She's something. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, I'm not saying I I am that, so I can say you can that. Say yeah, it. I won't say it. No. Well, you can. That's fine. I just don't need to. I mean, we don't have to, but you I'm just it. giving you. You can make I pull a Lithuanian card. It's blanketing both of us, and we you can, don't get okay. to pull that card a lot. So no, it is the only time that and like yeah. yeah if when I my round face also attests to that as well. Sure. Yeah. Lots of people have round faces though. This is like the lovely Euro style though, okay. like a bit of a moon. I'll let you have it. Thank you. So he uh, slept with Kristen. Okay. Apologies to Katie. Um, and then uh, Kristen's fr- also friends with Katie, who's married to Tom. Uh, Schwartz, who keeps making out with girls at bars every time he gets drunk, even though he obviously is married. And then there's Tom Sandoval, who's friends with Tom Schwartz. And Tom Sandoval used to date Kristen, but they broke up because Kristen slept with Jax while they were still dating. So now he's dating Ariana, who is the worst because she's like super negative, but she's kind of like the adult in the room. And so Ariana hates everybody, but she's friends with Sheena. Sheena used to um, she used to go out with Brandy Glanville's husband. She oh. was one of the women that he cheated on Brandy with. Oh, but she also works at Sir, which is one of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants. Um, they're friends with Lala, who's one of the newer women. She's very young. She's very hip. She has extremely long nails. They scare me, and her eyebrows are very pointy. Goodness. And then Lala's friends with James Kennedy, who's a DJ that seems to have an, a forever disappearing chin. He's British. He's a nightmare. Um, he's dating Raquel, who is um, the most boring pair of false eyelashes I've ever seen. She's just a pair of false eyelashes. That's all she is. She's a little bit of glimmer shadow and oh, some highlighter. You should um, on her and she <laughs> stands out. Beautiful. And uh, then the recent stuff that's been going on is that Jax was dating Brittany, who moved all the way from Kentucky to Hollywood so that she could be with Jax. And then he bought her a boob job. You know, it's real. Wow, this is a this is a lot. And then Jax cheated on Brittany with Faith, who is another server at Sir. Get it? Um, And they uh, had sex at this woman's house because Faith is like a caretaker for an old woman. So while this woman was sleeping, they had sex next to her (gasps) without a condom. Oh. Well, that's – I mean – And then meanwhile, like Lisa Vanderpump like owns these restaurants and pretends that they matter. 
She's married. Are she's they... got a bunch of dogs. Oh, okay. No. She has two swans outside of her front door I... at her home yeah. named Hanky and Panky. Well, see, I mean, I do aspire to that level of eccentricity. She's the best. Now, okay, so these restaurants, mm-hmm. the caliber of them, like, are, are they like an Olive Garden or are they like Ledoux circa 2006? <laughs> Because I remember wanting to go to Los Angeles. Remember watching everybody was going to the Ledoux when they were twenty, and you're Pink like, Berry? "How are they?" Yeah, but at least Pinkberry, like you can get in. You but can when they were yogurt. going to Ledoux, and none of them were of age. No, remember Heidi had her birthday there. I remember, and she oh, had the little tiara and the big bumped up beehive. I remember we all bumped up our beehives thanks to that show. And I also wore a lot of those like faux handkerchief mm. um, headbands. Yeah, that and then you got the like, big. Chunk of fabric hanging yeah, underneath. Which now I'll just do with a scarf because I'm an adult who knows how to bobby pin. I like my it. Scarves. I like that look. Thanks. But not the headbands because they were always bad print. They were bad. Yeah. They were not good. I feel like I can only get around like a black headband. I mean. And even then. Even then. It's, it's very a gossip look. girl. Very gossip it's hard girl. To, it's hard to get that back. So are these people, like I remember watching, I, I tried really hard to get into Real Housewives because I want to like it. I really like reality television uh-huh. when it's like this. Yeah. Um, but then I ended up falling off or going to like that. There was that British version that I got really into. Which one? It's like British Laguna Beach. I forget what it's called. It's not Geordie Shore. They're all British. They're all rich. They're terrible people. They're so boring. I don't know that one. They go vacationing. Sure. Yes. Um, but like is this – like you watch them and you kind of like – you get a little sick feeling. Uh-huh. Yeah. But there's this little secret part of you that almost aspires to that. Right. So this is anti-aspirational TV. So you do not want to. No. Okay. Because the thing is, is all of them are, you know, you like you watch six years of their lives because they film in the summers when oh. they're all working. Okay. They're contractually obligated to work at the restaurants in the summers, but they're, they tend to not be there so much during the year. I guess not. But none of them seem to really move forward in terms of like wealth. Okay. Or prosperity or happiness. Personal growth. They all look worse. Really? Like objectively, they all look significantly weirder. That's news. Yeah. Okay. It's like it, it's like one of the rare instances of a reality show where like none of them really shift because of money or power. They mm-hmm. all just get like weirder looking and very puffy. Mm-hmm. And they all have it seems like they have all grown extra teeth. Going down the Scott Disick like school of very much aging. It's Disick. Oh, sorry. See, listen. Praise the Lord. I mean, look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they all end up looking worse. So oh when you God. watch it, there's there really isn't a sense of like when you watch The Hills. If you watch season one of The Hills, it's like these are relatively regular people. Yeah, they're young, babies. privileged, yeah. and too wealthy already. But they're like not really taking care of themselves because they're twenty. Mm-hmm. Then if you watch two seasons later, they have all this money, they have property, they're driving these cars, they have these bags. Like everyone's had a little bit of plastic surgery. They all look kind of great, and mm-hmm. it's weird. It mm-hmm. shifts it. Mm-hmm. And with this, it's like, yeah, they have money. Like, I know they're getting paid. And yeah. I also know that they're getting surgeries. And I know that they're getting, like, you know, the microdermabrasion facials and all that stuff. But it, like, doesn't seem to do anything because they all seem worse. They're all miserable. And, like, I think the other fascinating thing about it is that they actually hang out outside of the show. Oh, they're really friends. They're, they were friends before the show started. Oh, that's in, that's a twist on the reality a twist. TV. Yeah. And so when you see them fight, it feels... It feels like you've stepped in on something very personal. Really? Very personal. Like there was one episode where Tom Sandoval finds out that Kristen, who was then his girlfriend, slept with Jax. And he punches Jax clear in the forehead at 
Sir Lounge at a party. Oh, my God. And (laughs) it is. This sounds really emotionally draining. It's exhausting. And I clearly made a mistake in watching all of them at once. But I just, I wanted to catch up. Like, as soon as I make a decision about a show that I'm in. You're in it. I'm in. So, wait, what was it about this show? Everybody I knew seemed to watch it but had this shame about watching it. Okay. So, like, my editor at work watches it and she was always sort of talking about it. And then I found out there were, like, five other people that I worked with who also were watching it. And I know, like, there, it's like Twitter was always sort of, yeah. like, sort of talking about it. But no one will admit they watch it because it's, like, it's not even like saying, oh, I watched The Real Housewives, which is an objectively popular and famous TV series. It's, like, I'm watching an offshoot of Real Housewives about people where they have no redeeming qualities. And the show doesn't even pretend to make you care about them in any, like, concrete way. Like, when you watch Real Housewives, they always make you go to, like, a dog baby shower or something or, like, like a woman's having, like, a party for her, like, her nose job. And you have to pretend to care about, like, the minutiae of their life. like, a character kind of. Yeah, but really, you're like, I just want them to fight. Of course. Like, I just want somebody to throw a glass of rosé and for everybody to start screaming. Not well, bitch, et cetera. Correct. Thank you. You're welcome. But with this, there's, you don't really get to, you don't have to pretend. Is it, like, more of an exercise in voyeurism? Yes. So it's, like, where it's not even like Big Brother, where now at this point we understand that people audition and we get how mm-hmm. it works. This is literally like we're watching the train wreck of these people's lives. Yes. I mean, I'm sure some of it is manufactured, obviously, like TV changes these things. Right. But like they just seem like messy people regardless. Did you always like reality television? Yes. Like since you were a kid? Oh, my God. What I used to one? watch Big Brother with my parents. Really? Yeah. Like reality TV was weirdly sanctioned in our home, which is one of those things where I grew up quite protected. Right. And there's lots of like content I wasn't allowed to consume. But we used to watch Big Brother. We'd watch Survivor. We'd watch The Amazing Race. Like we watched a lot of competition shows. Yes. Um. But I think, like, yeah, when I was in high school, I secretly watched The Hills, and I made fun of everybody else for watching it. Oh. Because I was, like, I was just not equipped to say that I enjoyed it. And I couldn't explain why I liked it, and that really, that made me uncomfortable. But now I feel like, I feel like my feminism has advanced to a stage where I am really happy to watch... Lala can't show up at a nightclub and look at everybody and say that um, none of them have been working on their summer bodies I want to watch the show because so I kind good. of aspire to that level yeah. of assholery. Yeah. Like, just like, to can be you like, imagine? Could you imagine it? Think about it. That's so mean. But there's something refreshing in that meanness. Like, it's, it's weird. It, yeah. And like, La- like Lala's an interesting case because she's. <laughs> what does Lala stand for? Lauren. My God. <laughs> of course her name but is Lauren. It's Lauren like, with a Y. Of course. <laughs> of course. Apologies to all Lauren's listening, but, like, really, you are flying the flag for, like, the Conrads of the world right now. Yes, that's all you get. You really, that's your But Lala's not a Lauren Conrad. Stassi, I have called her before. I wrote a piece about this for BuzzFeed yesterday. Yes, yes. Stassi is a bizarro Lauren Conrad where she clearly thinks that she is, like, the narrator and she is the protagonist of the show, but she is reviled. Okay. She's the worst. And the best part about her, and I admire this frankly right. is that on her birthday every year she has a meltdown oh and there's always a scene of Same. her screaming it's my birthday oh my god i am her right you are her i am her. your birthday's tomorrow by it's the way tomorrow. yeah which is what date feb 7th that's cr- how old are you turning i'm turning 27 Very i feel like exciting. i'm really getting out of my wonderkin status and so now i have to be a grown-ass person. woman yeah. yeah no one cares now no no it doesn't matter people will care on your 30th birthday 
and then you're si- yeah. then be silent to your 40. Literally, basically, that's it. no one. I don't cares. even think I get to. Do I get to have 40? Get, uh, 40. I think everybody I gets think a I, milestone. I think I get 10. 40 if I still look good. I mean, like if you look 30 at 40, then you get 40. Then it's like, wow. Well, now you're just sounding like one of the Vanderpump people. I'm not abiding by these laws. I'm just saying I, they exist. But I'm you know saying... what? Lisa Vanderpump is probably 7,000 years old and she looks, I don't know, 42. God bless her. She's I mean, British. I love her is so she? much. Yes, See, that you know course. how I feel over romanticizing She's these British. people. She's British. Her favorite color is pink. Her home is called Villa Rosa. Oh, my God. Or Villa, is it Blanco? One of the restaurants is Villa Blanca. And How many ho- does she own? There's Sir, there's Pump, there's Villa Blanca Rosa. I can't remember and now. And then she's opening another restaurant called Tom Tom with Naturally. the two Toms from the show. That's where we're going Neither gonna- of whom, to be clear, have any experience opening a restaurant. Well, why would they? Uh, they're also that broke, so I don't understand like what money they put in. As they, an investment. I mean, I think and it might be the network. One of the them worked there. for Lisa for a day as a bartender and ran out because he had a panic attack. So he, I am Tom. <laughs> I am him. You actually are very Tom Sandoval, but he is – not Sandoval, sorry. You're Tom Schwartz. But he is adorable. And I am also you adorable. You are also adorable. Thank He's you. loved. He makes mistakes, but everyone's like, it's Tom. It's Tom. Right? And that's what I'm always saying about you. She makes mistakes, Every but time it's you cheat on me at a bar, I'm like, it's Anne. And I've only done that a couple of times. So it's Tom. Tom. And Scott and I understand that it's not – there's no feelings. Yeah, it's just, it's just there. Like it happened. He turns around. Whatever. I'm there. You blacked out. It's you didn't fine. know. I mean, sober. Who cares? It's same, same. We're all okay. It still happens. We're pausing for a break now. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. <laughs> and now we're back laughing at our hilarity that happened when you guys weren't listening. Yeah. That's what happened. little inside jokes. I know. feel like there is less of a stigma of reality TV now, though. Like, I f- Whereas I think five years ago, if you had been like, I watched this show, there would have been that weird, like, you like the Kardashians, but yeah. all. And now it's almost like non-news. It's like when people for a long time used to be like, I hate pop music. And oh, yeah. then they'd be like, I actually secretly love it. But then it. remember everybody made up a word for it and what they started calling it poptimism. Oh, and they like how people rediscovered what pop was mm-hmm. and they made you special because yep. you liked pop. But that always sort of comes up with stuff that young women and girls tend to be interested in. Oh, so for the sure. like pop pop music is is laughed at because it's like something that 15-year-old girls like and mm-hmm. real housewives is laughed at because it's something that like we us, like. us dum-dums are spending our time doing. But I don't see a lot of people getting like you know, their dicks too tied up in a knot about like everybody freaking out about the Super Bowl, right. which is the most boring sporting event. Oh, my God. It takes seven hours. I don't understand what's happening and why the game is all day, but then also only two hours. I don't know. It starts – it for sure starts at two in the morning. Yeah. Just to be clear. Absolutely. And then it ends three days later. It does. 
and you are violently ill from nachos always. And there's a lot of meats, but none of the kind that I would like. No. And I like ribs, but yeah, they're done but weirdly they're or something. The, the, yeah, the wings are wrong. Everything tastes like it tastes like what a football I assume would taste like if you were Le- to eat it. Leather, leathery. Yeah, it's not good. It's like they just poured grease on the Correct. things. The halftime show has been good once. In, in the last ten years, yeah, I don't, I can't even, I don't even know. Beyonce. Prince. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, so maybe yeah. twice, <laughs> two times. <laughs> and we both, that was a beautiful chorus of pop yeah. culture cut criticism. See? But like nobody says anything about that because no. that that gets to be a marketable, profitable, yes, reasonable thing to get wound up about, right? But what's interesting about, I mean, and I say this, I haven't seen. Vanderpump. I will now, though. I think this is a really nice winter show. To I get need into. you to watch the first season. It's very I important. Will. There's a moment where a woman named Laura Lee screams at Jax at the bar because he cheats on her. I love this. This is, but that's what I mean. On Stassi's twenty, I think it was her twenty fifth birthday. Tom Schwartz dumps a beer on her head. But this is like, and it's almost like while we tap into our voyeurist instincts because we mm-hmm. all have them i like to look in people's houses while i drive by and they leave their lights on isn't it nice i want to see what your house looks like why not i want to see how it's decorated i want to see you but whatever yeah i don't care i don't give a either. shit about yeah. you but we kind of reality tv is this really interesting gateway into worlds that um i know i wouldn't know have access to otherwise like i don't have the socioeconomic stance to like waltz into real housewives and be like not well bitch yeah <laughs> Whereas Vanderpump, which franchise is that from? I don't know. Isn't it Gigi Adid's mom who says it? I don't Yolanda? know. Yolanda? Is it Yolanda? Listen, I don't know. So let, before I not get screamed sound, at, Yolanda was always talking about lemons. Oh God, she has Lyme disease. Oh, okay. That's not why. Oh, okay. But I'm just. It just came up. If you go to the Eden Center and you go to Nordstrom's, mm-hmm. um, the restaurant. There is right now, as of February 2018, there's a large Lisa Renna poster hanging up right where you're sitting, um, right above Roots into the mall. And it says, why am I even here? I'm too fabulous for this. And I didn't really pay attention. And then our server was like, I look at that poster every day and I think the same thing. And I was like, this is why reality TV is good. Lisa Renna has done ads for adult diapers. So that's an interesting stance for her to take. People, not that I don't think she shouldn't have done it because she made a literal million dollars from that. I just think it's interesting that her husband was in Mad Men. I know. Because he's a bankable actor still. Harry Hamlin. Yeah. And she always talks about him with his two names. Harry Hamlin. My husband, Harry Harry Hamlin. (laughs) Oh. Isn't that nice? I love that. I want to be that proud of somebody one day. This is my husband. They to really like each other. Buzz Aldrin. (laughs) (laughs) This is my husband, Bruno Mars. Is he alive? (laughs) No, but maybe he has a son named Buzz Aldrin, and he's a very—I don't know—I think yes, he's played Bu- by Buzz. Buzz is handsome. a very common name. Who doesn't? It's going to be all of my children if I have them. I'll be named yes. Buzz. Buzz Juniors. Buzz Juniors. So, like, okay, we're in six seasons. Mm-hmm. You just wrote a piece about it. I did. Um, briefly explain the angle of this piece, and also why you think we don't see more like concrete criticisms and investigations into s- series like this. So the piece I wrote was largely about my nausea. In binge watching it, but I think it was also sort of looking at um, like Vanderpump Rules doesn't pretend to be anything else. It's it's pure hedonism. You don't have to. You don't like any of them. There's no one on the show that you can really root for, and yet you still develop these allegiances. Like I feel very pro Lala now. I feel like she's our generation's. Like she's a she's a feminist. She is 
that's it. We should all print T-shirts with her name on it. Cool. She should lead next year's Women's March. Great. She once talked about reading Anne Rand wow. in a confessional. Yeah. She's bananas. Wow. She's nuts. Okay. But I like. But I like that. We'll defend her to the to the end of the world. She has a right to be here. She has every right to be here. I guess. I mean, whatever. It's fine. I don't like. What am I arguing for? But like, this is this is what this show does to you. It makes you feel very invested. Did you learn anything about yourself through watching this show so much? Uh, pro- like, I'm pro- probably just that I'm like a sick person. We are all sick people. Yeah, we're, we're like nothing best. good. I don't think I learned anything good. I mean, you learned that you were obviously compelled enough. To end up writing about it and writing Gosh, something, it's so good, Anne. Like I, mean, I can't tell you how good. It's just such a good show. Can you? T- oh, go ahead, sorry. And I just don't know why it isn't the most popular show. Okay, we'll give a bid for it right now for the for the for my mom and dad listening right now. <laughs> my dad's also listening. I love your dad. He's very invested. He's in so you. great. I know. Does he like me? I think so. Okay, cool. I'm not sure how much he remembers you, but that's I think fine. He likes as long you. as he doesn't dislike me, he doesn't. I don't think he dislikes. Anybody with a few exceptions. Oh, great. I had an old boss he didn't like. Okay. And then he uh, – I have one friend who does segments on the CBC mm. and if he's dressed inappropriately, then my dad gets very upset. Your dad has um, you know, aesthetic allegiances. He likes a jacket. He likes to look put together. Yes. But he also thinks everybody should be wearing a suit. Oh. I mean he's 68. Right. You know what? That's fair. He grew up with that. That's what he's saying. There, there we go. Anywho, <laughs> for why we could have another podcast just about your dad. We should have done one about him. We could call we could him come and back. Have, yeah, I I'm know. not going to have some one guest rule. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Do you not understand this whole podcast is nepotism to the end? I, I do. I just want yeah. my friends on. I understand. Yeah, it's fine. I it's it's just it's so watchable and so it's so bad. And I think there's maybe something really nice about watching people behave poorly mm-hmm. and just letting them like run loose and you don't really have to pretend that it's high-minded it's nice to have that and then you also get this great example of people who at their absolute best are still worse than you are at your worst well i think that therein lies i think a lot of the magic where sometimes i want to watch something that proves i'm not a piece of shit or if i am i'm not as big of a piece of shit as these people yeah and they're not characters Mm -hmm. so it's even more of like a very satisfying yeah which seems like a really arrogant way to look at it but i'm okay with that well also we have to probably like i mean we're not stupid they are playing themselves but playing themselves yeah they're not you know it's not like there's hidden cameras they don't know that they're being filmed no they're also like they're old now like when the show started they were like you know 25 ish and now they're all like 32 Jax is 38 wow he's a real grown up he's a grown ass man okay for, so you know running around with a shirt half unbuttoned oh and, you know. like wait from the bottom half or the top no, half the top half <laughs> The Either bottom half. Upset. The Either bottom way. half is sad. The top half is is supposed to be sexy. Oh, it's not. Here's a PSA. You know, Don't. when I was in Mexico a few months ago, and I was having dinner with my partner, and our um, waiter had his shirt undone all the almost to his navel. Goodness gracious! And he was like an extremely handsome. Like he had he had blonde hair that it was sort of gelled back oh. into a little bouffant thingy. Okay. He had like a tattoo on his boob. Oh. He was wearing like a bunch of necklaces of with like shark teeth on them Naturally. or whatever. And uh, I found it all very funny. And um, 
my dinner date was very perturbed. And then the best part was that he like brought our food. We were eating Italian food for some reason in Mexico. It was the best restaurant I've ever been to, to be on, to be fair. But fair. Um, <laughs> he took our pasta and he – no. No, he like swirled it for. Him. <laughs> I don't want him near his open chest with his open food. chest. <laughs> Which I guess I would have been more concerned, but he was completely hairless oh, and wow. very oily. Oh, see, that's too intimate. I mean, it was you know it was we probably used to have a joke at American Eagle about that because some of the guys would unbutton their shirts a bit, and then when they'd lean in, I'd be like, I feel like your nipple is about to ch- touch me, counting the rolled quarters. Like you, can't, like it's too intimate. Yeah, it's asexual. The male but nipple. Take it or leave it. I, I mean, feel I, like, you know? I, yeah, like, but we're not. Not that we're going to shame anyone. No, I'm live your life. I'm just saying my personal preference. I'm not sitting is, here being like, let me see let me it see it or touch it. No, thank it's you. It's there. It's weird. It is. It's also like oddly a, a bare chested man is oddly intimate to a point where I'm like, I kind of want to. I don't want you near me if I haven't agreed to this. Yeah, I think that's fair. My mom said that when I was like four or five, we had um, one of her cousins was in from Lithuania and he was building, he was in construction and um, he was done work and he was hot out and he'd been working shirtless and I was there and he like picked me up and I went ballistic because I'm like, he is shirtless. I don't, uh, boundaries. And I was like, since you were a little kid, you've always been like, um, pardon. Put a shirt on. Put a shirt on. We are not animals. (laughs) God, I wouldn't even have my dad shirtless. Yeah, I don't know. My dad does yoga shirtless sometimes, and it really stresses Will me you, out. I mean, that's there's a lot going on. But also because, like, at a certain point, I feel like with men as they get older, their pants go up higher and higher. My dad takes to wearing shorts under his pants because he's losing weight because he's walking and working out. He's trying to get healthy, but he refuses to buy pants that fit properly. Yeah, of course. He's like, so they I, just like punch more holes in their belts and yeah, then all their pants yeah, are like yeah. tumbled up at the top. hundred percent. That's what's happening. Yeah. Bless them. Bless them. You know, and bless I Jax. Hope, I, hope they, <laughs> I hope Jax lives forever. I hope he lives long enough to wear pants up to his tits. He will. I'm he sure will. he will because I feel like people who party like that somehow outlive us all. Yep. Until they – I didn't even get into the pasta. Of the show. What is the past of the show? So this was the reason why, like, it kind of blew up online was that everybody was talking about the scene that aired. Um, it must have been now two weeks ago. Definitely thought you were going to talk about the past of you and Scott ate. And I was like, <laughs> I know. I realized, I realized that was confusing. No. But there's the scene where James and Lala are having a bite somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they start arguing because apparently <laughs> Lala ate... James's girlfriend Raquel, her pasta. She had ordered some pasta at Sir at Pump or something okay. during Pride Weekend because Pump and Sir always do a Pride party cool. every year. And so apparently he ate. She ate the pasta, and it wasn't hers. Okay. And so the scene turns into like them screaming at each other and him yelling at her that she quote fucked a fat man because he paid her rent. Wow. And then she yells at him uh learn your fucking place motherfucker and then storms out. And then he follows her and then he says like at least 7 times it's not about the pasta over and over again. And then the scene directly cuts to a talking head where he's like it's not about the pasta, it's about her not respecting my girlfriend. So everybody was dying about how dumb this scene is. But the best part is that the other thing is people think that pasta is a code word. Okay, do you think it's a code word? I I just don't think anybody on that show actually eats carbohydrates. What do you think it's a code word for? Some people uh-huh. think it's a, it's code for cocaine. Really? Because why else would you be that upset about pasta? You're about at a restaurant. Pasta. You're at a restaurant. And also, like, they all have, like, employee discounts. 
Yeah, it's a re- – I mean, I worked at the keg and so I So let's say it's like a $10 bowl. Yeah, I'm not rattled. I mean, I would – I love a good bowl of – Sure. You know, but I don't know if I'd be that perturbed to the point of like screaming. Well, I'd be like, I work here, so could you just make me another one, please? Yeah, or like just take it back. It's – so some people that think sounds it's a little cocaine. bit. Oh, I love that. Oh my god! Then the cast started tweeting that they have a code word for cocaine, but it's not pasta. Well, this is why they look so puffy. Oh, oh yeah, it's why they look so puffy. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's the Leonardo DiCaprio special. Is not that what's that wrong with him? Not that we're say, saying anything, but my boyfriend has been a partier for a long time. Yeah, apparently you in the nineties. I was thinking about this that it's interesting that there have not been any. Drug scandals mm. about him? No, not even drug scandals. Like any scandals. Like sexually or not. Listen, the Pussy Posse, which are his group. And of all the people in that, isn't Toby, Toby Maguire? Maguire and like, David Blaine. Fuck off. No, David Blaine. No, he's not. Oh, 100%. 100%. I, I've written about this. This is my nobody cares. I know David Blaine's David in the Pussy Blaine Posse. is in the Pussy Posse. David Blaine's a virgin. I don't believe that. David Blaine. I also like when he'll just like do his tricks and be like, it's magic. And it's yeah, like, you're not we, doing well, anything. No, like the magic of like, I'm going to eat a, a live frog. It's that's like, not that's magic. magic. <laughs> you're just eating something. It's gross. You're hanging upside down. Yeah, that's just you're stressful. Like, I, mean, I don't. I'm upset by this. I don't it's like that. It's not magic. Did you ever watch that old YouTube video that went viral a couple years ago where it's like a, a guy impersonating David Blaine and he keeps putting shit on people's bodies? No. And these two dudes start screaming, stop putting shit on my body, David. <laughs> they, they're like lifting their shirts and finding cards. Oh my god! <laughs> David Blaine was in the Pussy Posse, and the guy who played Stan in Mad Men was in it. What? Oh um, yeah. I mean, well, he's a babe. he could get it. Yeah, he could get it. Now yeah. I think he's outgrown it. Like, I mean, Toby McGuire is partying old. with Leo all over again because now he's been separated from his wife. Wait, he was married. He was m- married. Yeah, to whomst? The, a woman who was blonde, I think. <laughs> You and I have been over this that I don't get Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't like him now. I've over-romanticized who he was circa Titanic. Yeah, I don't um, – I'm not into it. It's mostly – But you I, know that I prefer my men to be block-shaped. Well, we've also talked about this because I'm on that page. Yeah. But I do – I but then I'll, I'll stray and I'll like a, a tall, a lankier son of a bee. No, I'd like a Nick Offerman. Oh, that's – You know. I don't discriminate. Yeah. I don't think I have like a preferred – because, like, I thought I was blocky-oriented. Yeah. And then I liked a taller gentleman recently. You're, and I was you're like, very fluid. I'm very... <laughs> I'm not. I'm with not. the male shape. With the male shape. Yeah, I'm very, like, I'm open. But we can agree that we think they should have no nipples. None. And just just no genitals. None. Like a Ken doll. Yeah. Yeah. Completely it Just, smooth. like, that episode of Black Mirror really worked for I just me. want you to play with my hair and hear mm-hmm. me complain. Exactly. That's all I want. Yeah. Ever. I don't have time for anything else right now. Um, We're busy. I have a show to watch now. <laughs> You have five and a half seasons. <laughs> okay, so I do a little rapid fire at the end. Mm-hmm. I like how I make that like a thing. Okay, now guys, the listeners okay. know I do a rapid fire. They yeah. don't know this. Okay. okay, so favorite episode. Oh, no. Um, there's an episode where Stassi uh, slaps Kristen in the face and yells, you're disgusting. Cool. Is that first season? <laughs> I don't even remember. That's how we greet each second. other. Every time I see yeah, you, I it's do that. It's just bananas. And it's so, it's so hard. Like, she... All kind of backhands her. Oh, shit. And it, like, rattles Kristen's head. It's... So she hits her She hard. hits her. She hits her. It's bananas. I have to watch. I'm obsessed with this show. I also just sort of like anything that involves James because he's a nightmare. Who is your favorite character? Oh. Lisa. Who's her, you know what? Lisa's dog 
uh, Jiggy, who has alopecia, Aww. and she dresses him in little outfits that he looks like Prince. Bless him. Yeah. Okay, least favorite character? Oh, Jax. Jax, He's for sure. awful. He is 47. He's 700 years He's, old. It's like he doesn't the, have a retirement plan in place, which stresses me out. Well, I, I mean, I have to think he doesn't. I mean, I I don't. Yeah. But mine is I just like, think he. I just think he's the worst, and he's one of those people where, like, I don't even think he needs to be on the show. No. He needs to, the show. He the needs show doesn't need I don't him. think it needs him as okay, much. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, what is uh, something that emotionally affected you watching the show that you were surprised by? I just watched the last episode and they go into this whole thing about how Katie, like years ago before the show even came on, fell through a skylight and fell like 20 stories and like cracked a bunch of her teeth and has all these scars on her mouth and almost died. And I had no idea. That's upsetting. That upset me. That is upsetting. It was just like a weird. I was also affected because I'm like, that would be the first thing I would say to anybody. Like if that happened to you, wouldn't you walk into like a new interaction and be like, hi, my name's Sachi. I once fell through a skylight. I literally got stitches over Christmas. Yes, and, that's and how that is literally it. all you've talked about. That, and you got staples in your head, Alex, our yeah. producer today. He and he that's he opened with that today. I pulled a hangnail a couple weeks ago and got a finger infection that required like two rounds of antibiotics. So that's kind of a that is a thing. And that's all I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Now, have you ever gotten? Um, now, this is what when I find when I watch reality television. Sometimes I will find I am aesthetically influenced. Like when I got into the Kardashians, I started wearing more black and I started mm-hmm. wearing like, what have you taken from They this all show? have terrible style. They oh, are okay. all dressed um, in like, like five year old no. bandage dresses Ooh. and like okay. a lot of off the shoulder business. They're, like all their shirts are needlessly complicated. A lot of chokers. I can't wear a choker. I have a very thick neck. I have a very short neck. So yeah, I'm so do I. So I can't yeah. pull it off. So I don't think I've pulled anything from that. But um, my partner says that I've been fighting with him a lot, and I've also been accusing him of cheating on me like crazy. Don't which look is at me not- when you say that. <laughs> I already know you did it. it it's fine, Anne. Seven times is not that many over the course of two weeks. That's one of Jax's lines is that when he cheats on somebody, he'll be like, what does it matter if it was one or like five times? It doesn't matter. I already said I did it. That's I mean, the best. I'm like, um, well, that's kind but of But I feel really like paranoid and irritable. Oh. It's like affecting me in a bad way. Like I kept like needling him being like, you're just like Jax. And he's like, who are you talking about? His shirt was wide open. <laughs> As yeah. he's standing there. Yeah, he's also, you know. And he's around his age. He's around his age. He could be. Listen. It, it's not about the pasta. You're convincing me back into it. Not about the pasta. It's not about the pasta. Okay, last question. Uh, more of a request. If you had to, like, sum up in, like, almost an ad pitch why everyone else should give a shit about this show. I think everybody should watch Vanderpump Rules because it will make you feel better about the ways in which you have failed. And it will bring you comfort in watching other people fucking destroy each other. Okay. Well, I'm going to cancel the podcast because it's not going to get better than that. That's true. That was very good. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is the best. All right. That was Sachi Cool talking about Vanderpump Rules. Probably what will be my latest obsession by the time you hear this. I mean, I don't know. I can get obsessed with things very easily, but I do feel like I'm going to scream things about past at people, not really knowing the context, but knowing enough that it will be currency, which I am desperate of. Um, anyways, um, you can find Sachi on the internet at, at Sachi Cool on Twitter. 
No, it's just my first name. At Sachi. She's here. I tried to do it special. (laughs) You know what? Since you're here and I don't like edits or outtakes anyways, why don't you tell us where to find you? It's at Sachi. S-C-A-A-C-H-I. What else are you doing? Just hanging out. Where where are you going? I have to go back to work. Yeah, okay. I meant like in life. Like what are you doing? (laughs) Um, Where can we find you? There. They're just not the on Twitter. Is that yeah, easiest? Yeah, it's easiest. All right. My website's my name, but who uses that? No more bu- there's no more book appearances that you no. want to plug? Nothing? No. Nope. All right. Well, now you guys know. You can find me at Auntie Donahue. And in the meantime, at me, all of the things that you care about that you don't think anyone else cares about. Um, and I will, you know, say it on this microphone and maybe you'll hear your Twitter handle. Wow. Now that is a selling point. Of I hope one day somebody comes in and does an episode about me. Oh. That they care about me, but nobody else does. That's me. That's you. The other two openings for the other podcast <laughs> were just about you. It's like, I have my friend here, but it doesn't matter because it's not Zachi. Right? Uh, she's coming. I'm very excited. Oh, my God. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Okay, so now let's see what you guys care about and nobody else does. Our first message slash email is from Giselle, who says she's like the famed model, only not really in terms of pronunciation. I bet you are. I bet you're better, actually, because Giselle Bunchton seems really, really boring and terrible. So I like you more. Um, Here's what she had to say. Hey, Anne, as someone who's seen way too many movies for my own good, I want to take a moment to praise one of my absolute favorite genres in the history of the medium, the body swap movie. I spent chunks of my existence from the time I I was conscious enough to understand words to my grown adult years plopped in front of my TV or laptop, watching the various hijinks ensue when two polar opposites must walk in each other's shoes for an undisclosed amount of time. All I can think about right now, by the way, is Lindsay Lohan saying, when am I going to get out of this suck fast in Freaky Friday, which is my favorite line. That's not what Giselle said. That's what I'm saying because this is my podcast and I, I'm obsessed with hearing my own voice. Anyway, Giselle continues. My obsession also stems to older characters who swap into their younger selves as they learn the value of dancing wildly on their bed and telling off the tyrannical boss to seemingly no consequences. A few examples that I've rewatched in a boring amount of times include Freaky Friday, yes, Your Name, 13 Going on 30, and two modern classics that shape my entire being with 1995's It Takes Two and 1998's The Parent Trap. 1998's The Parent Trap, as my own side note here, I could probably have my own podcast just about that because I realized in my old age, I'm totally like Meredith Blake. Guys, I also don't want to go hiking ever. And also, they kind of did seem like little brats, those two twins. I'm not wrong, am I? Okay, well, don't tell me either way. Anyway, this genre is a gift that keeps on giving, and I sincerely hope in the foreseeable future that we get an MCUS shared universe wherein we see the rise of the Clarice Kensingtons and Meredith Blakes of the world. Giselle, yes, they are truly the baddest baddies to the bone. Honestly, Giselle, you are reading my mind, and for all you know, I maybe wrote this all by myself because I wanted attention and to talk about those movies. Just kidding. I didn't. Giselle, thank you. This is from Amy, but it's it's spelled A-M-I-E, and I don't want to be like, it's from Amy, and then her come back and be like, can you learn how to just say Amy? And I see, this is what I'm talking about. My life is a disaster. This is what I'm saying. Here's what she has to say. So not to turn into a dark chapter here, but I love my obituaries. By far my favorite section of the newspaper. Yes, this is my favorite way to read them. Getting my fingertips black with ink as I scroll the page. I think this has developed over the years due to my career. I'm a police officer, so unfortunately I often deal with death. After working a file where someone dies, I watch for their obituary so I can learn about who they were, the life they lived. 
I guess how I view obituaries is they deserve to be read. This person lived and they died, and that short paragraph essentially sums it up. My favorite obituaries, of course, are the people who have lived well into their 90s or even past 100. A good, long life filled with memories. I read of where they were born, the towns and cities where they have lived— where they worked, what they did for fun, the people they loved, the children they produced, the contributions they gave their community before saying, I've done my part, it was fun, time to say goodbye. I feel by taking time out of my day as I read the newspaper in the lunchroom while I eat donuts and drink coffee, just kidding, most of us actually pretty healthy. (laughs) It is my little way of saying, well done, dear Edith, or insert any other common elderly name here, well done. This is my thing that nobody cares about. I care about obituaries, I just want to say we all know here a tiny obsession with death and dying and all that fun stuff that um, promises to come for us all. What a fun note to leave on. But I will say obituaries are very cool. And I think they're also a lost art. And there's nothing worse than a badly written obituary where you could be like, you know, you could have just proofread one time for um, one of my family members. They spelt I, whose name was somebody's name was wrong. It was awful. But at the same time, you know what? whose life is perfect is what I screamed at the newspaper editor. Just kidding. I didn't. I cursed them. Anyways, this was wonderful. AMIE, Amy, Emmy, the police officer. Very cool. Thank you so much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.